Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renovic. Bertoli is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. Welcome aboard. Give me a call. Don't forget, 281-823-7747. This morning, my daughter said, hey, your, your call, you get a whole ton of calls on your KPFT show, and they, they change the direction of the show. I remember, Dad, when you used to do the show online with Coffee Party, and they used to call in that number at Blog Talk Radio, and you had a lot of calls coming in on the on the internet show. Let's start doing that again. Let's get a few calls in. Maybe one or two or three a day. 713, or rather 281-823-7747. Anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. Melanie Keelan is in the house. Buenas tardes, Melanie Keelan de Barcelona, Spain. We also have Alistair Waters in the house. Alistair, or beautiful Alistair Waters from Conroe, Texas. We also have Lee Grant, my brother, conservative, very good guy, El Señor. Lee Grant says, hey, y'all. Hey, brother Lee, how are you doing today, my brother? We also have Bridge MCP. Did I call out Bridge already? I don't think I did. But you know, como se va la mente, se va la mente bien rápido. Anyway, we also have AVQ, El Brother from Brooklyn, New York. How you doing, AVQ? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Who else am I missing? I'm going up from the bottom up. Bob Yvette Avery Herod, our beautiful Yvette. How you doing, my dear beautiful sister? All right, and we have Michael, who starts out with a long prose that I always read. Semaphore from Semaphore. COP28. I read about this, brother, but not on Semaphore. The annual United Nations Climate Conference is facing increasing scrutiny after the BBC reported Monday that host United Arab Emirates plans to use the Dubai summit to discuss oil and natural gas deals with several countries. Yeah, poor countries. I wonder why. The meetings are to be led by COP28 President Sultan Al-Jaber, who is also the CEO of the UAE state oil company, Adnoc and State Renewables Business. Mazdar, one of the talking points is leaked documents seen by the BBC suggest telling oil producing countries there was no conflict between extracting oil and climate change. Oil executives have gone on the defensive uh, and funded by the big oil. Uh, let me get that call. I have been asking people to call. And if I get a call, I'm going to answer. Hey, my dear brother, Ray, hold one second. Let me go ahead and finish this prose and we'll come directly to you, brother. No conflict is a lie. Fossil fuels are the primary cause of global meltdown. It's been totally corrupted and rightfully being called out. If we continue to do less than necessary, climate change will be out of humanity's control hands by 2027. Last chance to muster, muster being squandered. Thank you for that, Michael Rudnan. And on the phone with us, I know this is Ray. I think this is Ray, right? Yes, brother, it is Ray. All right, that's what I thought. I think uh, I kind of recognize the, the, what comes up as a title. I won't say it, but I think I know what comes up as a title. How are you doing, my brother? Yes, sir, uh, I'm doing good. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Yes, I did. I mean, you know, um, let me tell you, Ray, it used to be that uh, it used to be uh, Willie Central. We had all on, on Christmas and Thanksgiving and all these major holidays. We used to do the big cooking and all of that, and all the friends and family would be over here. And, you know, uh, since 2019, a lot of bad things have happened in the family. I lost my mother-in-law. My daughter has gotten two strokes. A lot of things happened, and it just kind of 
stop that spirit that we had of doing all these 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 things bringing everybody so we are now going out to other people's places now and it has been great now that others are are kind of taking up the slack for what we are sort of not mentally capable of doing right now so yes i had a great a great holiday i hope you did as well <clears throat> Yeah, and and like you said, I, I I unfortunately sorry for your loss, by the way. Um, and you I had lost, one like yourself, you, said, you know. I, yeah, yeah, and uh, I was you know fortunate to have some close friends that you know invited me over for the holiday, and we ate and laughed and you know played music, and you know it still felt like a family affair. So you know, well, I, there's always that. Well, I tell you, the next time we have something, I'm going to get all the Houston area passes to come on over, man, because, you know, kind of renew something new, you know, I mean, something different than what it used to be. But anyway, what's up, my brother? Yeah. Uh, nothing much. Uh, I just basically uh, wanted to uh, check in with you on your thoughts. As you know, it's uh, it's early voting week. Right. Um, starting for the so the. Um, Houston mayoral and uh, city council elections. And uh, actually, as a, um, if I could speak on behalf of my organization. Please uh, do. For a moment. Uh, Please do. Yeah. Uh, Texas Organizing Project uh, is going to be hosting Sheila Jackson Lee for a town hall uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, I can send you the flyer if you want it, Egberto, on your email. But, yeah, please do. Uh, and don't forget to also call into KPFT and announce it. You know I'm a supporter of uh, the Honorable Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, so I am definitely a supporter. I've put some in information out there to show my support for her as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, that's basically what's been on my mind. You know, I had re recently visited some more family in the weekend after the holiday, and I was just kind of talking to them about what I've been going going through and uh also what's been on my mind and you know one of the things they told me about you know my activism which they know i'm very passionate about is you know they said well you know there's no politician that has your best interest they're all you know bs and whatnot and the thing about my family is i, I come from a you know a god-fearing christian family right. and, and you know they believe what they believe they vote democrat but they don't really believe in the democrats if that makes sense they'll you know basically they'll probably vote generic democrat over right. whoever but they don't really delve in like we do to try to elevate the progressives of the party and you know from the conversations i was gathering is that a lot of people in our community the black community i'm saying you know we have this you know we a lot of black uh, people f have come into this kind of conservatism where they feel like the government is never your friend. The government is this big, scary entity that takes your money, tells you what to do. We have no control over it. We, we never will have any control over it. The best thing you can do in your life is get yourself together, get all the money that you can get, and take care of your family and all that political stuff that that's a waste of time you can drive yourself crazy trying to change things on outside and i respectfully disagree of course but you know it's hard to to fight that because i mean they make some points when it when they come to 
you know, the lack of progress that's happened. But I had to also say, yes, progress is slow, but there has been some victories. And I feel like this is a fight we need to be a part of. Yes, it's good to be able to pool your resources that you have so that you have more to be able to put forward to the cause. But I just hate this this apathy in it. I even, you know, talk to, you know, organizers in my organization about people they try to talk to who are actually impacted by some policies going on. But a lot of people are just, they're just scared to believe they have any say-so whatsoever on what the government does. And I'm, I really, really fight mightily trying to figure out what can we do outside of what you're doing, what I'm doing, you know, to just break that mentality that the government is, it can't be moved. It's, it's controlled by those rich people over there and all the poor people who think that we have a voice, you know, we're just wasting our time thinking they care anything about what we say. What do you say to that type of, it's it's a cynicism that, you know, I always say that I love when people call into the program because you change what the program is going to be. And you just you just hit a nerve. And I want all our audience that are listening right now to understand the nerve that you just hit. And I'm going to tie it in with several other stories. I hope you have a few minutes uh, to stay stay on online with me, if possible. Um, here's oh, what sure. I wanna, here's what I want to say. First of all, Ray, thank you for bringing that up about the black community, okay? Because it is also prevalent in now in the Latino community. It is also now prevalent in the uh, in the in. in I have a, a, another caller. What I'm going to tell the other caller is I'm I'm going to actually I'm going to hang up that call because I remember I still have having problems with it. But Ray, here's what I want to say. And folks, listen to this because this is very, very important. And for the person who just called, let me finish with Ray and then we'll take your call. I promise you that. Ray, here's the thing. The right-wing media has been very effective in infiltrating the Latino community. That's why you have seen uh, in the poll numbers that ideology moving over as well as the uh, as well as the black community because they have already infiltrated the white uh the white uh, I want to label this particular sect of the white community correctly the the what they do is they go after vulnerable communities that feel they don't have a way out and for those who are trying to empower them, they want to make sure that these people feel that their only empowerment is not via collective government and themselves, but that they have to lift themselves up by a bootstrap that they don't have. Okay? In other words, there's not, they're in the aggregate, they don't have anything with which to lift. So here's what they do. Your family is a victim like the white families in Appalachia, like the victims of the Latino, who have seen that over the last several decades since Reagan have come in, that nothing really has changed all that much as far as they are concerned. Nothing has changed that much. So that that conservative false message that says, you know, forget about government. 
The government doesn't do diddly squat. Lift yourself up by your bootstrap. You go ahead and form companies and all of that. I'm not telling you not to form companies. Do all of that. But the part that they miss is that as they are telling you to disassociate yourself from government, they are not, the powers that be, are not disassociating themselves from government because they understand that government are the ones, or government is the one that create regulations. Government is the one that create the, the laws that the economic system is governed by. Government is the one that set tax policies. Government is the one that does all these things, right? Here's the thing, Ray. If we are not stakeholders in our government, which is what they're telling us to do, they're telling us disassociate, disassociate yourself from the government because the government never do squat. So you just go do your thing. What they forget to tell you, what they forget to tell you is that as you are doing your thing, the Koch brothers, the Gates Foundation, and all these guys who have power are infiltrating the government to tell the government pass these laws that are beneficial to us, not beneficial to your family who's trying to build something, not beneficial to the Latino or the, uh, the white Appalachian or the white poor family that is trying to build something. So your question was then, how or what can we then do to mitigate that? Because they have turned the Latinos, the blacks, the Asians, the, the poor whites and the, uh, and the lower middle class whites, they've turned them into apathetic beings who no longer believe in government. You know who do believe in government? They continue to believe in government because they're controlling it. So what we have to do is tell this exact narrative that I'm talking about here. If government was so bad, why are they so interested in controlling it? And, they're tr and why are they so interested in removing you from it? No, brother, you are a stakeholder in government. My family, you are a stakeholder in government. Asian people, you are a stakeholder. Black people, you are a stakeholder. White people, you are a stakeholder. Latinos, you are a stakeholder. And what we have to do is continue to tell the message and keep getting these people to come out and vote. And what I've found, what I have found is that when you talk to them one at a time, I don't know if you heard my show on, uh, with, uh, I did the show when I was disputing uh, Medicare Advantage. It was what I found very amazing is the people that called in or wrote in and said, oh my God, I had a, comp I, I, listening to us because we had the time to go over this stuff step by step. Remember, when an ad come out, it just comes out and say, hey, uh, government is no good. They don't give any context. When you have programs like Politics Done Right or other programs, or when you come on like you have today, Ray, and give me the opportunity to, to say this narrative, right? Others get a chance to listen to right. it. And others hear it and they say, oh, my God, if the Koch brothers are so invested into making government do what they want them to do, if the, uh, if the, the Tara Foundation is so invested in getting all this stuff done, oh, my God, maybe we better be invested as well. We better be invested as me, well. Uh, Go ahead, sir. 
Yeah, and and I just wanted to say my cousin, you know, he came up from poverty, right? But Mm -hmm. he had, through his experience, been motivated to go to the military. He's a veteran now. Mm -hmm. You know, he got his schooling right. And, you know, he he basically hustled his way through life because he had a hard-knock life that Mm -hmm. made him have to pull himself up from his bootstraps. So because he did it for himself, he feels like that's pretty much... All the right, path we I, all need I to take it. If Ray, we're going to elevate ourselves. Ray, I want to stop you right there because here's what your your brother. You said it was your brother or your cousin. He, he's you could call him a brother. He's like a big brother to me, but okay. he's an older cousin. Let me tell you what you tell your older cousin. It was government policy that gave him the GI Bill after he served because it used to be that there was no GI Bill. There used to be no GI Bill that allowed him to borrow from the uh, borrow at, at at good rates. Not only borrow at good rates, but do other things, right? So it is important for him to understand that it was the engagement of people like you who said we are going to treat our military people correctly. If if we didn't have the rays of the world doing what they did your brother would not have gotten the results out of having served our country. He deserved what he has, but he didn't lift himself up by his bootstrap. He served, he worked, he served the country and the country then owed him for having served the country. And those are the things that we have to, you know, it's all about narrative, right? And what happens too often, Ray, is we get the narrative wrong. And what we What we have to do, Ray, is get the narrative right. So all these things is what we do together. And when somebody like yourself come and change the subject of the program today, that's what we do. All right? All right. Well, I appreciate that. I received that, Egberto, and I will keep listening. You have a beautiful day. Thank you, my brother. Have a good one. All right. the, The other person that was caller, until I can figure out, until I can get a system, that can put these different calls on hold. I have to work on that. I don't have all the time in the world to do all this working on time. I only take one call at a time on this one, but uh, there was somebody who was just calling. Please go ahead and call again. Go ahead and call again. I will take that call. Anyhow, anyway, folks, um, I have a, a, a pretty, uh, let's see, Melissa says, bootstraps, LOL. You know, Mel- you know, Melissa, let me tell you something. A lot of people think that that, that term means something that it doesn't. Try to lift yourself up by your bootstraps. The idea is you cannot. One cannot lift themselves up by their bootstraps because your bootstrap is tied to you. And if you try to lift yourself up by your bootstraps, you go nowhere. That was the original meaning of lift yourself up by the bootstraps. Not that somehow you are going to lift yourself up. But the other thing about it is this. Look, I work hard. And a lot of you on this call, on this video, on this uh, on this this program, you work very hard. I don't want anybody to sit down there and say, "Oh, we are we are asking for things." Look, I've never I from the time I came to this country, 
I came, I started sweeping floors, washing dishes as I went to Blinn College for one year. I, I, I worked in a cotton mill. I sold fireworks. I, 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 I also uh, swept floors. Uh, I did three jobs a summer so that I could go to University of Texas at Austin, which was at the time that I went. It was 10 times more expensive than an in-state student to go. So I did all of that. Swept the floors, wash dishes, sell fireworks, deliver pizzas, work at a pizza shop. All these little things, right? So that we can get. And I am looking at people right in this chat right now who I know their histories. And they share these same types of histories to have gotten ahead. And some of them have gotten ahead and fallen back because of illness and many other things. I am looking at these people right now in our chat. People that have told me their stories. Most people in America lift themselves up. They can't lift themselves up by the bootstraps. According to Bridget Berto, lift yourself up by the bootstraps was made by Irish. It means lift yourself up and keep trying going okay i hear you all right um so so folks that that's what's so very important uh daniel says egberto never fails to remind everyone that he is the best of us really i don't remember ever saying that oh my god i always said that i'm one of us right that's that's the reality now if if me saying that i've worked somehow makes you feel like you hadn't worked hard enough. I can't help that. But I know I am watching my peeps in this room who have told me their stories, and we've all shared those stories. So I don't know what you're talking about, Lee, uh, Daniel. I only went ahead and answered that particular one from you to put it into the ethos. All right, let's see what else we got here. Anybody wants me to read anything specifically right this minute? Let's see what we got here. Bree says, Michael Rudden, Time Magazine, fact check. Myth. Mueller found no collusion. Response. Mueller spent 200 pages describing numerous links between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. He found that a Russian entity carried out a social media campaign that favored presidential candidate Donald J. Trump and disparaged presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. He also found that a Russian intelligence service conducted computer intrusion operations against the Clinton campaign and then released stolen documents. While Mueller was unable to establish a conspiracy between members of the Trump campaign and the Russians involved in this activity, he made it clear that a statement <coughs> that the investigation did not establish particular facts does not mean there was no evidence of those facts. In fact, Mueller also wrote that the investigation established that the Russian government perceived it would benefit from Trump presidency and work to secure that outcome and that the campaign expected ta-da-ta, ta-da-ta, ta-da-ta. Uh, there was Russian collusion and that isn't a that isn't something that is really debatable it's only debatable on the right okay uh we understand because it, it, it's funny because when when vladimir putin says it right it's amazing that you guys would want to deny something the vladimir actually said uh, so but you know i what can i say uh wishful thinking all right uh e2247 welcome aboard we also have with us Melissa Bowie. We also have with us Daniel Ledo. Great to have you here. May Wood and uh, Melanie Keelan. I think I saluted already. If I forgot to talk or, or, or salute anybody, please do let me know. All right. Continuing reading uh, of the stuff that you guys have here. Uh, para ver, para ver. The left needs bad orange men so they can have something to hate. 
I don't think it's about having something to hate. I think he is the instantiation of hate, to tell you the truth. And I think you would have to agree with that. Michael Rodden to Mike Cisak says, does he read the articles he links? AP is a good source from Mike Link. The Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coy, which then hired Fusion GPS, a research and intelligence firm, to continue position research on Republican candidate Donald Trump's ties to Russia. But on, but on FEC forms, the Clinton campaign classified the spending as legal services by intentionally obscuring their payments through Perkins Coy and failing to publicly disclose the purpose of those payments. The campaign and DNC were able to avoid publicly reporting that their statutorily required FEC disclosure form, the fact that they were paying Fusion GPS to perform opposition research on Trump with the intent of influencing the outcome of the 2016 election, the initial complaint had read. The Clinton campaign and DNC had argued that the payments had been described accurately but agreed, according to the documents, to settle without conceding. And here we go to a new call coming from 832. 832, uh, how uh, ending in, let's see, 5414. Who do I have the honor of speaking with? Hey, it's Nick. How's it going, man? Hey, Nick Cooper. Nick Cooper from, how you doing, my brother? All right. Yeah, we went up to city council yesterday, tried to get a ceasefire resolution passed. Palestine groups have been organizing on every level, trying to do something about this genocide. Now, tell me some more. Before we go, let me ask you something. Uh, You are with Food Not Bombs, right? Yeah. Before we go into the Palestinian... uh, 78 tickets. uh, Yeah, 78 tickets so far, Food Not Bombs, we've gotten uh, for sharing food with the homeless, and uh, we all have court dates coming up. We think uh, December 7th will be kind of a big day because, like, seven of us have trials on the same day in the municipal court, so if you come down, you can watch the action. Now, um, I I think we have a fund to try to help you guys out. How do people support your fund that, that actually support the food not bomb people again you guys are i think your your fines can run up to two thousand dollars per person right yeah per ticket so yeah we have potentially uh, over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fines we think it's much like it's much more likely that the fines even if we were found guilty would be lower but that legally that's actually the the you know the maximum they could fine us so it could happen yeah and how can people support uh, making sure that uh, you guys are taken care of because, I mean, you guys do great work. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, well, um, you can definitely uh, donate. And so if you go to HB, I'm sorry, HPJC, Houston Peace and Justice Center, HPJC.org slash FNB for food, not bombs, HPJC.org slash FNB. They can support that fund that takes care of all the things. Look, let me tell you, folks, uh, uh, Nick Cooper does a lot of great work. He's also a musician. And I know that you have a new album out on uh, on, on what's occurring in, in Gaza right now. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, we have nine albums out and we've done so much material that's uh, about um, Palestine, Israel specifically, or about like the war on terror because we were putting out albums during that time too. We put out an, uh, an album called Aerial Bombardment, all about the attack on Iraq and um, Afghanistan. And we put that out in 2004. So we took some of the old songs, remixed them, added some new parts in and uh, put it together and it, just to have a release ready right away. And it's called Y'all Need a Reminder to Be Against Genocide. And uh, it's available on Bandcamp right now. 
And uh, there's probably not too many other things called y'all need a reminder to be against genocide. So you should be able to find that really easily. But in case you're not, uh, yes, of course, uh, Free Radicals on Facebook, on Instagram, Free Radicals Band, all that. Now, uh, let, before we go into Palestine, is aren't you Jewish, Nick? Yeah, I'm Jewish uh, atheist uh, type person. Oh, well, I, I'm. Let me let me tell you why I'm doing. Let, let, let me tell you why. Let, let me tell you why I'm doing this. Okay, I um, I don't know if you know at KPFT, I I talk lightly about the Palestinian uh, Gaza Hamas issue because of certain restraints I know. I mean, nobody has put any restraints on me. I have self-restrained myself. You kind of know the politics that, that occurs on some of these uh, stations. Now, on my my own uh, show right here at, K, at um, on, the, on the Internet and elsewhere, because this goes elsewhere as well, I, I do say whatever I want about it. But um, I have a whole lot of Jewish friends, some of them that are practicing uh, practicing Jews friends. And, and, and what they've told me is, they, they they like my position. They like that I'm bringing on great folks like you who only believe in peace, etc. But they want me to stress. They want me to stress. Please do not conflate anti-Semitism with what with what Netanyahu is doing, etc. So before when we are talking to issues like this, I want to make sure to let people understand there is we do not support any form of anti-Semitism at all and criticizing the genocide that Israel is inflicting on uh, Gaza and elsewhere is not anti-Semitism. It's pro-human. Yeah, Continue, I please, mean, my friend. To city council. Yeah, like I was saying, the city council yesterday, like I only had a minute to talk and most of the speakers were Palestinian. So I just used my minute to say, hey, look, uh, it is the deepest Jewish value to be against genocide. This is something we've been taught since we were little kids, uh, that we're the never again, never forget people. There's nothing more Jewish than opposing genocide, right? Uh, from Passover to the Holocaust, like we, you know, have taken a, our collective response that was supposed to be never again. So, you know, of course, it's really ironic that the state that is currently um, – doing genocide in Gaza is made up of people who call themselves Jewish or whatever. Uh, but, um, you know, we have to use the term, right? This is genocide. This is something that should trigger all kinds of responses uh, um, in the UN and in the US. In fact, like Biden has committed the crime against humanity of genocide just by not taking the measures that states are supposed to take when another state looks like it might even be going in the direction of genocide, right? So even if it's not genocide yet, Biden has to take measures against them because they're going in that direction. And then if you're just like somebody who's just like, this one little part of the genocide convention, you know, I don't think Israel's met the criteria of that 100%, so I can't call it genocide. Fine. But it is definitely ethnic cleansing, right? Ethnic cleansing is a, you know, there's no question about it. They are moving populations based on their ethnicity. They're, they're giving their intentions to do so. So, you know, the, the, the war crime of ethnic cleansing has been going on uh, for a long time in Israel-Palestine as they move populations, Palestinian populations out of areas and um, settler populations into those areas. And uh, also Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, and even Beth Thelem, the um, Israeli human rights group, they've all said this is the crime of apartheid. And, and many of them have gone so far as to say this is worse than South Africa, which I don't think should be that hard to understand because although there was a brutal 
uh, apartheid regime in South Africa, they weren't uh, destroying entire cities. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. uh, South Africa was not firebombing them uh, by block by block, destroying their entire cities. So uh, of the people, uh, the black people or of the um, colored people, those were the three categories in South Africa. So, yeah, this is a lot. This is something that is, is worse than apartheid in South Africa. Uh, you know, and I, I think that is important mention. I mean, Bernie Sanders and others have been saying that, and this is where I, I think you're 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 pretty darn correct about Biden better get his act together. Bernie Sanders and a few other senators are saying we should attach we should attach to whatever monies we provide to Israel requirements that they don't use this money for genocide or ethnic cleansing because otherwise those bombs have our initials on them we have to make sure that this well, aid I mean, you want to talk about go ahead yeah please do we should right i mean okay so that that's a moderate position and bernie has been was hesitant to even call for a ceasefire so he kind of sucks but uh you know some of the squad members did and uh, that was great and uh but no we're not we're no longer at the point where we should condition aid on Something. No, there there should be no aid for this. Like there should be sanctions for a country that's uh, committing genocide. You don't say, oh, well, we'll keep, keep giving the genocidal countries some more weapons if they promise in the future to do less genocide. Like that's just not how, you know, this should work. That's a that's a very that's too moderate of a demand. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hear you. Look, I am I to be honest with you, I am with you. I am with you. I'm just saying that given that the aid is likely going to go over. I would love to have strings attached to the aid if the aid is going to go over. But I want to talk to you about something else, Nick. I don't know if you follow uh, yeah. um, several articles, if you follow Haaretz or if you follow uh, co uh, Common Dreams. But do you know that Netanyahu told Likud, his Likud party, I have control over Biden. I can control the message for them. If you If you make sure and keep me... You, that the only way not to have a Palestinian state, the only way to make sure there's no two-state solution is to keep me in power. Did you, did you read that? Yeah, it was weird because it was the, the first time he's told the truth in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe yeah, it or he not, he said something history. similar in 2019. In 2019, he said yeah. the United States is easily moved. Now he's saying... Right. I, mean, I have control over Biden. Well, he certainly seems to. I mean, Biden has been, uh, you know, um, a supporter of genocide now. And uh, it is, you know, possible that if another regime would come into Israel, that that dynamic would change. But who knows? I mean, people always complain. They want to say Netanyahu and the right wing government. Come on. Who did the initial ethnic cleansing of Palestine in 1948? Left wing government. Right. They were social Democrats. Like the, the left has not been any better towards Palestinians than the right. And those wide scale uh, protests that were going on for the last couple of years against Netanyahu and his fascist, uh, you know, rule, they, they had a lot of demands. They didn't have any demands regarding Palestine. They had demands regarding social programs and, uh, you know, the, what he was trying to do to the judiciary. They weren't even paying attention to Palestine. Um, and, you know, uh, those poor uh People that were innocent that were attacked at that rave, um, like, you know, I just don't understand how you would even have a rave that's two miles away from a concentration camp. 
Thank you. Of course, it's not the fault of the civilians. And that's um, what they do. But, you know, this is... Nick, I want to read a, a statement here from Paul Fleming. Paul Fleming says, listen, I have great compassion for the war in Gaza, but we have a war right here at home and it's not really settled. Uh, I would like to hear more information about what we're trying to do here to get state legislators back. I would like to hear more on what it, it takes for us to get the nation in a better place. And I want to I want to partially answer that before I, I throw this to you, Nick. And that is, Paul Fleming, you're absolutely right. In fact, one of the leaders of our PDR Posse told me, Egberto, uh, we have been, because of the impact that, that, that what's occurring in Gaza and the similarities between that and what occurred in Panama with the, with the uh, uh, massacre that the United States government inflicted on Panama, he understands that my passion for this. But let me just say one other thing, Brother Fleming. Um, uh, what's occurring in Gaza and our, as Nick talked about, us giving all these billions of dollars to Gaza actually has a material effect on exactly what you're talking about there. Because money is going to Israel. If you take a look at what Speaker, Mart uh, uh, Speaker Johnson, Mike Johnson is saying, he's saying in order for us to give money to Israel and Ukraine, we need to have what again, Cooper? offsets. Where do you think those offsets come from, my friend? It comes into out of the pockets of the of the needy. Likely uh, places like us, uh, things that we can no longer do. They may want to renegotiate social security, all these types of issues that they want to do. So you're absolutely correct about uh, us having to spend some time at home, Paul. But please remember as well, that as, as Biden concentrates on Gaza and Ukraine, that is affecting us. But I agree with you 100%, as do Bridge MCP, as I'm seeing right there. And I want to make, before I, I bring uh, Nick back in, Nick is not just working on stuff with Gaza. Nick is one of the leaders of Food Not Bomb, which is a national organization. He runs a chapter here in Houston, Texas. So we are we are we are walking and chewing gum at the same time. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, okay. Well first of all, no, I'm just a volunteer. We're we're a consensus organization. We have to do stuff by consensus. We don't have any leaders. And uh, we're not really a national organization. We're just a we are a local group that's part of a movement that happens to have chapters all over the world, but we don't even really coordinate with each other. We just agree that we're against war and we want to share vegan food. Um, but uh, yes. So, oh, okay. you know, Nick, so I that, thought it was a, it's a, a I, I thought, let me, let me just look, let me back up. Let me, let me, let me push back at you a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to push back in this regards. Yeah. You are correct that it's a consensus organization, but even consensus organizations have implicit leaders. And sir, you are an implicit leader just like Eileen and some others within Food Not Bombs. I'm not, I don't need a response to that. I just want to say thank you for what you do. Continue, my brother. Uh, yeah, okay, so I think on this question of, um, you know, I mean, what, what Food Not Bombs goes to is money. we should be spending our money on things like food for the needy and not on things like bombs. Uh, at the same time, I think we have to be realistic that, like, 
They want to cut these social programs even if there wasn't a war going on. They're going to find money for war even if they don't cut a social program, right? So, I mean, they are somewhat independent of each other, even though we pretend that it's like there's this fixed pool of money and this much is going to this. this. They're just spending insane amounts of debt on war, and they're going to do that no matter what, it seems. And they're going to cut – keep trying to cut our programs no matter what. So in a way, they're independent. But – uh, I do see them as also interconnected in terms of where we put our priorities. And, you know, I think that that makes sense to look at it that way. And uh, I think that um, we have, um, when, you, when you're running uh, with a broken vehicle, uh, you know, you kind of know, well, at some point that's going to cause some problems, but I hope it doesn't happen today. So Trump's uh, the president of the United States. Okay, like I know we have a completely insane person running the country, but I, I hope it doesn't destroy it in the next you know, couple years and we make it through to the next president. Um, and that's the way that our, we're really doing our political system. We are running on a very corrupt system. We have not dealt with campaign finance. We have not dealt with lobbyist corruption. We haven't dealt with these things. So it's amazing that we're still limping along to the extent that we are. But any fundamental change here is going to have to be against these moneyed interests. And uh, APAC has become incredibly important. The Israel lobby has uh, had an effect on progressive races. They are throwing insane amounts of money to knock progressives out. $100 and, uh, million. $100 million this election cycle to go after the squad, man. $100 million. Yeah, and what, yeah, there's an article came out the other day, like I think – Multiple people were offered uh, $20 million to run against Rashida Tlaib. Like different uh, Democrats were offered money by them. Oh, right. my gosh. So, yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Influences, like, you know, we have to go after them first and foremost. And, yes, it would be nice to keep working on, you know, the local level and all these things. I try to do all of that. But, I mean, realistically, like, you know, you just take a look at, uh, you know, obviously Sylvester Turner has been going after my group for years now. And you want to get an idea of what kind of person Sylvester Turner is. When uh, Bloomberg was running for his a couple weeks because he thought that, uh, that he wouldn't be needed to take out Bernie, he just offered a bunch of people moneyed positions like Sylvester Turner, and they became his biggest fans like overnight. Yeah, it was Bloomberg, you know, and he was running all these TV ads and that, you know, this is the guy who did. Uh, stop and frisk in New York. This is, you know, uh, a mayor who was, uh, you know, very uh, destructive uh, to uh, communities of color. And, you know, Sylvester Turner is like, oh, yes, you know, I'm, I'm endorsing him, you know. And uh, so, I mean, the, the amount of crazy uh, craziness that you see just because people are following the money is, is you know, extremely distressing. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think that if we can fix the car, and deal with our uh, campaign finance and lobbyist money, then we'll actually be able to go after uh, uh, the real goals of uh, peace, sustainability, health, climate change. Well, let me tell you, Nick, look, thank you so kindly, brother, for calling in, of course. And uh, you know uh, you know what we do here in Houston, you know what the activism, what the activists do here in Houston. Let's keep up doing the stuff and you keep up doing your good work, all right? You too. Take care, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, but before uh, – oh, you left. I wanted to say, give me a link to your thing. Anyway, folks, uh, Robert Davenport says, Israel is a wealthy tech nation facing off 
against homemade rockets, IEDs and microlite aircraft. Why do they need billions in USA dollars? You know why they need billions in USA dollars? Because it's going to our defense industrial complex. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bridge says, yeah, Michael, the call is going on and on. Well, you know, we kind of have to gauge things, Bridge. You know, you don't always get that perfectly right. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's see. Food Not Bombs is an all-volunteer movement. Thank you for putting that up on the screen. Uh, Bridge says, Egberto Willis, this is what has been going on in the chat since the call. Would you please read third time? Trump just admitted that the Russians helped get him elected in a recent court filing. The accidental confessions and admissions in it, the only strength the Department of Justice case against him. I can't play the video, but thank you for putting that out there. Uh, what else have we got here? Let me go through the chat because I think, as it turns out, uh, I think Bridge is telling me that I miss a lot of stuff in the chat that I probably should have read. Right, Bridge? Is that what you're saying? Paul Fleming says, whenever you hear conservative politicians preach from the gospel of fiscal responsibility, remember that one of the biggest drivers of deficits lately are the Bush and Trump tax cuts, which have added nearly $10 trillion to the debt. And you know who says that as well, uh, Paul Fleming? Guess who else says it? Nikki Haley. Republican Nikki Haley reminded the people, I, I'm, I'm telling you, dark horse, Nikki Haley, be careful, be careful. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, <laughs> just says, uh-huh, uh-huh, I hear you, Breach. Uh Paul Fleming says, Judge Chutkin denies Trump's note motion to issue subpoenas to seven non-parties like the National Archives and the Representative Bernie Thom Benny Thompson to get records related to the House uh, January 6th committee. Uh, they're trying everything to slow it down because they think they're going to win the election in 2024. And you know what? They could. Lee Grant says, Dems are highly fractured. Some are calling your standard bearer Genocide Joe. You know? Um, I am not calling him Genocide Joe because I'm, I don't want Look, well, I'm not going to go there today. I'm not going to go there today because I, I want to be measured in what I say with regards to the genocide in, in Israel. All right. Uh, let's see what else I got here. For those of you that placed something in the chat that I should have read that I missed, put it back to the bottom of the chat because the chat scrolls. Paul Fleming says, the wave of lawmakers across chambers and parties... Uh, uh, announcing they intend to leave Congress comes at a time of breathtaking dysfunction on Capitol Hill, primarily instigated by House Republicans. House Republicans just don't know. Uh, well, Republicans in general, the new crop of Republicans that we have, simply don't know how to govern. Uh, Bridge MCP says, let's go, Brandon. LGV code word for the right to get together for a nice time with each other. Scream it out loud, righties. <laughs> E2247 says, Food Not Bombs introduction. I saw that one. Uh, the, the video, I can't play the video, but I see it. Mike Csex says, Paul Fleming, as you can see, the judges denying Trump's rights to all information the government has related to their charges. With this denial, the court will likely get shut down in appeal. No, because it has to have standing. 
again, these uh, uh, this judge is not a, 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 an incompetent judge like the one he has running the case for the um, running the uh, the uh, security. What do you call it? What do you call those 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 documents? The secured documents that he stole. That it's not like that judge. All right, let's see what else we got here. Anybody else has anything that I need to place? As it turns out, I lost too much time, so I can't play the video on Medicare for All that I did, or rather on, on Medicare Advantage that I did at KPFT. I cut it out, but it's 20 minutes long, and we don't have 20 minutes. Uh, classified, thank you, classified, classified. Uh, let's hope they put Trump in jail. That would be awesome. That is from Daniel Ledo. I think what Daniel Ledo means is that if they put Trump in jail, a posse would probably be Put together to try to get him out. Hmm. Want to see you fight a uh, fight an M1 tank? But we'll see. All right. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Going against the American Jewish lobby, pointing this is from May Wood, pointing out the wrongs being committed by the current uh, far right government of Israel is not the same as going against opposing or even not supporting Jews in general, or even lack of support of Israel. You can support Israel and Palestine. In fact, I think that's the feeling of most people, including most of the Jewish people. I mean, I am. Uh, that's what they tell me. Trump is getting huge support uh, from black community as he gets wrongly charged and prosecuted like they were. That's wishful thinking, Mike Cisak. That's wishful thinking. Uh, Robert Davenport says, just because Joe Biden is breaking my heart, embracing IDF baby killers in Gaza, means I will not vote for the Democrats in 20... No, no, no. I'm voting straight Democratic ticket in 2024. Absolutely so. Uh, I think it's a dereliction of duty of anybody who believes in democracy not to vote a straight-line Democratic ticket in 2024. Other than other, If you don't do that, you're pretty much ceding the country to fascists. You know? I mean, even our stand, standard bearers, Republicans are voting for a straight ticket, Republic, I mean, Democratic uh, ticket in 2024. And the reason that they're doing that is they want to break the fascists at their knees. Bridge MCP says if he doesn't go to jail and is convicted, you do realize he cannot run for president, right? I'm not sure about that, Bridge. I am not sure about that. I think a convict can also, he can't vote for himself, but he can be elected president. Hey, constitutional, man. All right. Uh, let's see. Lee Grant says he has a gangster image. The president does, pre meaning President uh, President Trump has a gangster image. Can't help that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Mike Cisak says Trump is polling up to twenty percent now with blacks compared to the usual five percent. I, I tell you what, if you listen to what Ray had to say earlier today, uh, that may have given somewhat of a bump but a five a 20 percent support under for uh for black people supporting trump i would wager a finger that that's not true all right bjmcp says you read that wrong from robert davenport he said he will vote them anyway i didn't oh i knew that i thought that's what i said i i said I, the same and i agreed with him just because joe biden is breaking my heart and bracing idf baby killers in gaza means i will not vote for the Democrats in 2024. No, no, I, I read it assuming that he meant he still will be voting Democrat all the way. Uh, Ray says, 
In closing, I want to say I've grown very bitter and jaded towards reality TV culture because reality TV culture gave us Donald Trump. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but, you know, um, not all reality is bad. I don't look. I don't have time to watch TV other than news to tell you the truth. But I do like to watch things whenever I have, you know, extra time. Like, uh, you know, that one where naked and afraid and that sort of stuff, you know. So, hey, what can I say? All right, Lee Grant says, new data. House committee says border crisis costs us nearly a half a trillion yearly. NPR once said 11 billion for a well uh, wall was too much. Uh, how is that cost calculated? I don't know how you get a trillion dollars yearly. Uh, because the House committee say border crisis costs us nearly half a trillion. That must be coming from the Republicans in the House. And Republicans in the House have no credibility. So any data that comes from a House Republican is suspect and should never be taken at face value. All right, Bridge MCP says everything the right says is a mimic of all of them. What do they do? Send them a script. Yes, they do, because I get the script. <laughs> you know, so um, look, it's it's all a joke, Breach. It's all a joke to them. They don't they don't see that they are being used as the plutocracy, as those people that run the system continues to 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 prosper on their backs. They can't see that. Daniel Edo doesn't see that he's just a puppet on the string. He doesn't see that. But hey, maybe one day he will. Well, there's a lot of trash reality TV, but you picked one of the good ones. LOL. I'm not saying they're all bad, just the ones that make dumb people like Mr. Orange. I hear you, brother. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, E2247, Houston police issued tickets to food, not bombs, volunteers sharing meals at libraries starting March 1st to Houston HFNB, volunteer Benjamin Franklin, Kraft Rendon. And we are supporting all of them. In fact, I'm, a, I'm on the board of directors of the Houston Peace and Justice Center, and we support Foods Not Bomb. In fact, we are one of those who kind of put, put all the information out for those great guys. Robert Davenport says, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Math, LOL. Yeah, that's their math, all right. Uh, Lee Grant says, Dallas mayor switches to Republican. Go figure. Oh, I didn't see that news yet. I got to go look it up. But uh, Dallas, uh, I got to look that up. I, I didn't know that. When did that happen, Lee Grant? Uh, when did that happen? Okay, if we count each victim of an illegal alien, which I don't call it illegal, we could have half a trillion pretty quickly. Wow. Uh, and you just pulled that number out of your rear end, right, uh, Daniel Lido? I don't know where that number came from. But it seems to me like you pulled it out of your rear end, my dear brother. All right. Anyway, we're coming up close to the end of the show. I want to thank all of you guys for being here. Um, look, if we start getting – when I get I, – I, I need to get a better phone system for the call here so that it flows like it does on um, – like it does on, on – at KPFT. I'll get that done. Uh, I just say we need to fight the cult of personality that makes us feel like we need a messiah, which gives into the strongman conflict. But that's a conversation for another. Take care, my brother. You're right about that, though. You're absolutely right about that. Mike Cisak says, Egberto, you need to expand your new sources. The data switch was a few months ago. Oh, 
<laughs> I did look, why am I going to follow that? I mean, that, you know, I mean, I didn't know that, but again, I didn't get, I didn't say it. That was up by brother, um, Lee Grant. All right. Uh, Robert Davenport says, have a great day and evening PDR posse. Thank you guys so much for being here. Please support the program. How can you support the program? You can support the program by going to politicsunright.com slash support, politicsunright.com slash support. Or please remember to become a paid member of our newsletter, paid members of our newsletter. I get to read all my books free of charge. Uh, there we go, politicsunright.com slash newsletter politicsunright.com slash newsletter. If you subscribe, if you give Politics Done Right a coffee a month, you read all our stuff free of charge, man. All our books will be, are, it, we already have two of them on Substack, which is where we host our newsletter. So please support us by going to politicsunright.com slash newsletter and become a paid subscriber or Find another way to support us at politicsandright.com slash support. Thank you, all the callers. Thank you, all the listeners. Thank you, all the watchers, the chatters, everything. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.